0: glad that you are with us this morning as uh, we launch the year together. And so uh, if you don't have a Bible, grab one from the seat rack in front of you or grab the one that uh, was in that bag that was given to you. You can turn to page 1056. That's where we're going to be. If you uh, have your Bibles, that'll be Jeremiah chapter 32. And uh, uh, just looking forward to getting this new year kicked off as a, after 22 years of ministry, 23 years of ministry, we're we're launching into our 23rd year. It's amazing uh, all that God has done. So if you are new to HBF uh, or first-time guests, I'm really glad that you're here today uh, because this message will give you a little bit of an idea about what HBF is all about. And uh, I'm going to take a couple weeks to just kind of set forth a vision and and uh, go forward from there as we launch into this year. Our text this morning is actually uh, in the form of a question uh, that Jeremiah is asking God in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17 As he acted by faith to purchase a field, uh, from his uncle while imprisoned in Jerusalem. So if you have your Bibles in Jeremiah chapter 32, Jeremiah chapter 32, I just want to read this passage. And, uh, just, uh, by way of a little bit of explanation, if you go back and read, and by the way, I want to challenge you to read the entirety of the chapter. We're not going to get into it in that depth today. We will come back and, and, and dive a little deeper. Uh, next week but I want you to look at Jeremiah 32 and 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 just to give you some flavor of what's going on Jeremiah is imprisoned in Jerusalem and if you know much about Jerusalem uh, that was the capital of Israel and uh, as of a few years ago it is also still called the capital of Israel because God has a plan for Israel he has a plan for his people uh, but at this time in history it looks very grim because of their sin God is going to judge uh, Israel and bring Babylon in Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon has already been prophesied by Jeremiah to come in and judge uh, this king um, uh, who is, uh, his name is Zedekiah. Uh, and and so, so Jeremiah issues forth this prophecy. Zedekiah doesn't like to hear this news, that they're, they are not going to be prosperous against the, the king. He throws Jeremiah in prison, and it's in that condition as Jeremiah has been faithful to preach the message that God's given him, uh, which unlike us, our message is a message of good news if you receive it um uh, he kind of had a message of bad news and he was faithful to deliver that message he gets put in prison um and then uh god says hey you know what while you're here let's do some business i'm going to have you buy a field your uncle's going to come and you're going to purchase this so that's exactly what happens and uh when you get to jeremiah chapter <clears throat> chapter 23 in verse or i'm sorry 32 i should say rather in verse uh, 13 he introduces uh, a gentleman that's very important in the book of Jeremiah. It's his scribe named Baruch. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 13. I'll just pick it up there and bring it down through verse 17. He says, And I charged Baruch before them, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these evidences, uh, this evidence of the purchase, both which is sealed and the evidence which is open, and put them in an earthen vessel, that they may continue many days. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Now when I uh, had delivered the evidence of the purchase unto Baruch, the son of Neriah, I prayed unto the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Heavenly Father, as we uh, consider uh, what you asked Jeremiah to do by faith, uh, which is purchase a field in the midst of a, a season uh, when they were going into captivity. He did it by faith, trusting you could do anything. You create the heaven. You create the earth. You created us. You formed us in the womb. You breathe into our nostrils the breath of life. You, you quicken us when we get saved. You bring us to life spiritually. You, you bring the dead to life. Lord, you are an amazing, incredible God. And Lord, there is nothing too hard for you. You did bring Israel back from captivity. And, and Lord, the only thing that, that you couldn't change is the hard heart as they rejected you and, and killed you um, on the cross. And, Lord, of course, we know that was our sin that did that. We would, we would have been right there with them. And so, Father, we're so thankful that uh, you love us so much that you sent your Son to die on the cross on our, in our place to redeem us by your blood, the most precious blood of the Lamb. So, Heavenly Father, you could redeem the souls of this planet. Thank you for giving us a message of the good news. Uh, Lord, that the wrath of God doesn't abide upon us because Jesus Christ has taken it on his cross, Lord. And I pray this morning as we look into this passage, as we consider this year, uh, our need to purchase the field and understanding that really it's about proclaiming the good news you've already given us. I pray you would encourage us through the, the story of Jeremiah. Lord, that we would understand that nothing is too hard for you. And we love you. We thank you. We praise you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jeremiah makes this true statement about God's provision and power as he as truly nothing is too hard for God. And in the context of Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah's own um, harsh sentence, uh, he's saying that, that even the judgment that is coming is not too hard uh, for God to overcome uh, for his disobedient people. And the disobedience of God's people isn't more than God can overcome. However, the chapter uh, closes with God promising to use Jeremiah's purchase of his uncle's property as a sign of his redemptive power to Jeremiah and to the nation of Israel as he promises them that certainly nothing is too hard and he will come back and he will restore them and and the land will be given back to them. And so uh, before I look forward this year and I I go forward with that message, I want to just take a little bit of time, the balance that I have this morning, and take some time and look back because uh, they're in a situation here in the book of Jeremiah where um, you know jeremiah it doesn't look like things are going to go well, but but god says you're just going to have to trust me on this You're just going to have to well walk by faith Not by sight Because everything that that uh, is before them doesn't look good and yet god promises that it will be good And and so it's something that uh, you know, you can see god's goodness and god is good, isn't he? When you look back on history, you can see how god has delivered Uh, not only did he deliver israel and bring them back into the land, but then he gave them their messiah I mean, what an incredible thing. Of course, they rejected that, and, uh, and of course, that was to our benefit. And as God says in the book of Romans, if, the, if them rejecting their Messiah fell out to the gospel going around the world, what's going to happen someday when they receive him, right? So there's a day coming. We know when Israel will eventually receive him, and this world will be completely, literally transformed um, at that time, at the second coming of Christ, when Israel uh, receives their king. But this year, what I want to do is just look back for a moment as we are uh, in the first Sunday of the year. And and you'll notice in your bulletin there is a a little picture. It looks probably like the one on the screen. Um, Yeah, there it is. And uh, we got this picture that was assembled so nicely, by the way, by uh, the the office staff, Luke and and Brianna. And you'll notice that it has some benchmarks tabulated uh, for those of you that are into numbers and things like that. And they don't really reflect the deeper issues of the heart of discipleship, but they go to, they go to and they, they point us to uh, some means of measurement uh, of God's faithfulness to his church over the past year. And so they also help us consider our faithfulness to God's mission and our obedience to the Great Commission. And so uh, I'm going to just take a few moments and cover this chart. We've, we've grown. Uh, by 37 new members uh, in last year, I should, not this year, 2023, last year we grew by 37 members, um, and uh, 15 of those were by baptism, so 22 were by transfer of letter or statement of faith. Um, we don't have the number on how many completed discipleship one in uh, 2023, but we uh, show that seven have graduated how to disciple, and currently there are 24 adults uh, actively in discipleship uh, and. uh <clears throat> Uh, one of the five youth that are mentioned there is my daughter, Elizabeth. So she's also in discipleship. Way to go, Elizabeth. And so she departed. Where'd she go? Oh, there she's in the back hiding from me. All right. So um, you don't want to be a PK, man. That's what happens. You get pointed out. It's terrible. So we had uh, 10 graduates of discipleship, too, as you can see there, uh, in 2023. And we have 14 enrolled in D2 right now. And uh, of, uh, of those 14, three are in the accelerated discipleship 2 and we'll be uh, completing this year uh and the other 11 will graduate next year. We had 7 students in HBI uh last semester and I think we're six six registered for this semester and one of those is taking classes online uh from Southern Missouri. So uh you know, I just said a bunch of stuff with a lot of acronyms or a lot of abbreviations. So let me explain to you if you're new to HBF what that's all about or if you're watching online by the way if you're watching online we're glad that you joined us. If you're new to HBF, all these terms that I'm using uh, may sound a little bit uh, like gibberish, um, but they're all referring to our discipleship process. So we have a path uh, for discipleship that you can take as far as you uh, are willing to take it, uh, to equip you in God's word, to accomplish God's mission in his power for his glory. Discipleship is one of the, the very simple yet thorough one-on-one uh, or couple uh based bible studies that we have if you are are new to this church you don't even have to be a member and you can get with somebody and just sit down with the bible and and allow god to open up the word of god to you and just work through some very basic uh teaching in the word of god starting with salvation uh working through our relationship with god our relationship with one another our relationship to the world and then ultimately evaluating our relationship uh that how all of these things will culminate to the judgment seat of christ and our uh reward that we have to give back to the lord of the judgment seat of christ so it's a it's in it's intended to develop us in four goals that uh, establish us in god's word in fellowship with one another in fellowship with the local new testament church and also equips you at a basic level to be uh, you know able to use the word of god in the ministry so i'd encourage everybody uh, to get involved in discipleship one if you've not availed yourself of that and uh, we've even had people come to Christ and get saved uh, in discipleship one. So anyone can sign up for that. All you got to do is go to our website, look under the discipleship tab, and uh, you can become a, you can start following Jesus and learning his word. Discipleship two is more of a rigorous study. So when I say D2, I'm talking about discipleship two. Um, and so we, uh, we take a little bit of time. We've slowed it down so it's not quite as rigorous. Uh, but that is intended to equip uh, the saints of God and the word of God in a way that uh, they understand the Word so they can do the work and when by the time you get through with d two you have a, a lot of doctrine <clears throat> that you can um, uh, appeal to in ministry and it, it's a, it's a it's a very um, it 's a very good course on a, in getting a good overview of how your Bible goes together, how to rightly divide the Word of God, and uh, also how to rightly apply the word of god as we uh, we talk about the, the the need to to have personal worship we we talk about a lot of the seven, some of the patterns in the Bible that help you really put your Bible together, and uh, all of that is just really uh, intended to help folks have enough knowledge of the Word of God that they are comfortable going to work, in the in, for the Lord Jesus Christ and using the Word of God, and so it's a great time. We also I mentioned HBI, Heartland Bible Institute. It's four-year, uh, eight-semester Bible college, for lack of a better word. Uh, it's that level of training where you would come and get equipped in God's Word for call into ministry uh, and you can go um, to our online discipleship tab you can see all the courses there and all of those things uh, as it is underneath the discipleship tab as well and and uh, it uh, it uh, is a is a great um, opportunity if you are looking to really get equipped to be a pastor a missionary a leader in ministry Um, there's also there's some of our members that just take certain classes that that fit their needs and uh, and you can do that too um, and so we, uh, we're excited about all that's going on in that. So that's been exciting. And that's really the infrastructure. When you talk about how we make disciples, how we grow people in the Word of God, that's the, that's the, the spinal column, so to speak. The only um, outreach ministry that we've listed on this chart, though, that you're looking at um, is life issues. And we see that we've had seven salvations and two on the journey home uh, and th- that have graduated in 2023, we had a successful volleyball season and uh, four teams uh, that this year have grown into six teams. And we were just talking uh, this week about the need to probably make that eight or ten teams because of the, out- the, uh, the growth of that. And we're excited about how that is expanding. And we anticipate that growing in 2025. It's hard to believe I'm talking about 2025. That's amazing. And so, um, and so that's exciting. Also, last year we launched um, <clears throat> Christ Soccer Academy. And, man, thank you, everybody, for participating in that. We needed all hands on deck, and we did get a lot of participation and got that off the ground. That was an exciting time as we had, uh, I believe, over 60 children uh, participating in that. Forty-five families uh, were involved, and a lot of those were not from our church. So we we had a good opportunity to meet a lot of people, and that was a really good uh, opportunity to touch our community. Uh, We also saw 66 elementary children in the VBS and 35 youth. Um, that That combined for one hundred and one uh, in that VBS cycle that week uh, that, that followed after the uh, the church in the park. elementary ministry is is still limited uh, by a lack of teachers. We could still be praying about uh, the role so evidently God is calling some in the church to participate in serving in the children 's ministry it 's better than it used to be, but it 's still not really what it needs to be, so especially if we continue to see that ministry grow so be praying about If that call isn't to somebody else, but it's to you, because we need people to get involved in that. Uh, Also, Wednesday night, Fun in the Sun. Uh, I don't have the exhaustive numbers on all that, but uh, it says 22 to 24 children are there. On Sundays, it's approximately 50 in the morning. I don't have the the exact numbers on that. But the Word First Bible Publishing, we see here, completes 25 projects that totaled 102,612 binds. Wow. Yeah, that's a goal that we've had. We haven't made. That goal's been set out for three years and uh this is is that I think that's right Bob third, this is the third year that we've had that set and uh and we find, and we reached it so we praise the lord for that and uh there yeah Randy's here so uh that's a blessing some of that was on accident I will be honest here about that completely uh, honest uh, I think it was I don't remember if it was 30 or 50,000 John and Romans we thought we were doing I think it ended up being like 80 so you know praise the lord um uh, that helped us get across the finish line there so that was good but uh but we're excited about all that some of those john and romans that uh were produced 1500 these these weren't the spanish ones but 1500 of the john and romans that were produced here at hbf went just went out to our own community at the halloween outreach that the that the newlands have uh and that's amazing the thousands of people that roll up and down pearl street at halloween and so that was just an easy slam dunk man that was an easy layup for the gospel so praise god for those opportunities and and uh, folks and classes uh, and the church body being on their A game and getting the word of God where it needs to go on time. One of the figures that blew me away was the giving, the over and above giving in uh, the regular offering to missions. Uh, you see that number at seventy one thousand twenty five dollars. I mean that's that's not that's not including <clears throat> the fifty three thousand plus dollars Heartland designates to missions. Right. So we we tithe and give to missionaries and projects and such. Uh, that 's over and above that that is your, your all's gifts over and above your regular giving um, and so I was looking at the numbers on that with our current membership that 's about twenty five dollars per member um, uh, giving every month over and above uh, to meet those needs and so in some ways that, that's uh, that's just amazing uh, but then the other on the other hand it's it's within reach you know we all give you know five or six dollars a week toward that uh, man, God can just really go and do above and beyond what we could ask or think. And I just really appreciate the heart of Heartland and your guys' investment in missions. And so uh, that that was really cool to see that number uh, over and above uh, the other missions giving. Now, sometimes we have to curate that number because uh, maybe another church organization or another ministry somewhere is using us to support one of our missionaries, and a big gift comes in. That's happened in the past of course, we've been a clearinghouse for certain missionaries and things like that. So um, that's not what that number is, though. That is that's y'all. That's the giving from HBF. So I'm just excited about your heart to give uh, to the Lord and to the mission. And so um, it's it's uh, it's incredible. <clears throat> so I praise the Lord for your gifts and the the work around the world. The, the cool thing uh, about that figure is that there are years that that uh, that we we've had really large gifts to missionaries that might get us to that size, but it's not usually everybody giving a little uh, And so I just I just that's just so cool And so I appreciate you guys uh, doing it like that So, um, uh, and this is the heart that I, I pray that we continue to have in giving And speaking of having a giving heart in in a few weeks, um we will institute a new way of engaging our first-time guests. Uh, we're not quite ready to roll it out, but I'll tell you about it. This year in 2024, we've set aside a portion of our budget to bless um, uh, some of the ministries through first-time guests that come in so that we can uh, designate the charitable projects such as the orphanages that we support or Shiloh, uh, crisis pregnancy or Word First Bible Publishing or Life Issues Ministry. And uh, when guests come, we'll give them an opportunity uh, through a QR code. And, and the way our, our system set up, they can just go on and as they're registering to be here they can just go ahead and designate to one of those and we'll cut that's on on our beh- on their behalf we will donate to that they don't have to give anything and we're doing that just so that they understand that we're serious about giving to these things but also uh they can they can get involved right off the bat with their first their first time here so it's a unique way of of uh of teaching folks and including people if they choose to nobody has to do it but if they choose to we will give Um, on behalf of their name so that's kind of a cool thing we're going to be starting another project you'll be hearing about in the weeks ahead in 2024 is our partnership with adopt a street initiative Um, and that's uh, it's uh, taking place among the churches of Harrisonville and HBF has agreed to to be intentional uh, about building relationships uh, with a couple of neighborhoods uh, by simply going out systematically for about six weeks and um, and showing ourselves friendly Uh, we do plan to share uh, the gospel, of course. and uh, But really, we're just going to get to know our neighbors and, in a natural way. And the primary goal is just to show the love of Christ. And uh, if all the churches do that, really all the neighborhoods of the community will be touched by people that uh, are in at least evangelical-minded churches going around saying, hey, we just want to let you know we're here and, uh, and just showing that presence in our community. And so you'll be hearing more about that from Pat Lee and some training that's coming up soon. And so uh, we'll be inviting all the all of y'all to participate sort of like we would do with an outreach like we used to do at the stadium uh for the uh you know safe at home ministry when we had that going on at royal stadium with scott dawson so it'll be good and uh, of course we'll still do our uh, throughout the year we'll hit the whole city and do what we always do for church in the park and vbs and all those other things that we do so this is unique to just just a, an initiative that uh We're trying to just reach out to our neighbors and let them know that we're here and that we love them. So there's a lot of things that we need to give God thanks for and a lot of things that we're trusting God for in 2024. And you'll note that uh, on the altar up here, by the way, are some some clipboards. And uh, and so you can start praying right now about missions trips um, and uh, and maybe making taking a missions trip because we have. A trip scheduled to go to Mammoth, Illinois. I got a leader on that, so we're going back to Mammoth, Illinois. I just need people signed up for that. If you already know, you can go to Mammoth in November, second week of November. Just go up here after church. I'm going to leave these out for a couple weeks and uh, and see if we can populate these so that we can get an initiative and an idea of those that would be interested in going on a trip. Now, I, under- I understand not everybody can necessarily know, um, uh, but if you think you might be able to get your vacation off and all of those things and save up enough money. Uh, to take one of these trips. We really would like to know so that we can start planning. Uh, The next one that would be in line would be a trip to Romania uh, in the first week of May, the the last week of April, first week of May, to help uh, Doug Howie with uh, Easter outreach. And so um, that's something you could be praying about. You need to get on that early. And if you're interested in that, jump on that sign-up sheet uh, and get involved in that. We also have, uh, by God's grace, we'll be maybe returning to Oaxaca, Mexico and uh, and also uh, San Domingo in Dominican Republic uh, for anyone that might be interested in that. So uh, obviously something you could start doing now is if you don't have a passport, maybe that's the next step of faith this year for you. Uh, Get a passport, get yourself ready uh, to be used to literally accomplish God's mission around the world. And if you're new to our church, and you're like, what? You're literally taking trips to go around the world, like, and, and get the gospel somewhere. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what Christians should be doing. And uh, actually, we could do more. There's a, there's a lot more trips that we could be taking. We just don't have enough available people and leadership to lead those. So I hope that I hope that you would pray about that and you would consider the Great Commission. And so that's a little bit of reflection on last year and a little bit of update on where we're going this year. But ultimately, I want to just kind of back up and review where we were because last year we started. For those of you that are again, if you're new to Heartland. Uh, we, I kind of plan on a seven-year cycle, so uh, we work on a kind of a, a, a cycle of seven years. And I just, I just did that when I was planning the, my church planning plan, going way back. Now, over 20, 23 years ago, actually, um, at uh, before I even lived in Harrison, I was praying about the, how to really process forward down here. And so God just laid it out. It sounds people think, oh, boy, that's crazy. You got a year, a 49-year plan or whatever. It's not that big. It's not that complicated. It's just seven-year cycles. Um, through seven seven cycles of seven just like jubilee 50th year you celebrate right i'll be 82 83 years old at that point so uh so uh praise the lord but uh but this year we're focusing again on purchasing the field and ultimately the vision of HBF is very clear and concise and so before i get off into that kind of minutia i'm actually not even going to get too deep into it today I want to just kind of go back and lay some foundation for folks, not just the folks that are new, but even some of us that have been here a while, because sometimes it can get clouded with a lot of, of noise. Just like our world today, there's a lot of noise that can get, kind of get you distracted. And so I just want to clarify some things so you cannot miss who we are, who we represent, and what we're about. Ultimately, the vision of HBF is, is very clear and concise. It's, it's stated in our mission statement as well. It's supported in our mission statement. Uh, technically our visions in first in philippians chapter two but our mission statement is to we exist to equip the saints of god and the word of god to accomplish the mission of god and the power of god for the glory of god by the grace of god i know that sounds kind of redundant but it's all about god and so when you make a you know if you're gonna if you're gonna start a church a ministry of any kind you know you've got to have your mission statement and uh, I was in the business world, and I was, you ever sit in those meetings in a business setting where everybody's just going over and over these mission statements and core values and da-da-da-da, I mean, it just wears you out, you know? And you are sitting there, you know, like, I, I've been in those meetings, I'm like, let's just say it up front, we're here to make money. <laughs> That's it, we're here to make money. Our vision is to make money at all costs. That's what it's like in the business world. And uh man, I was so glad to check out on that. And so, and so when God was calling me down here, I was like, Lord, you know, I really don't need to make a mission statement because you've given us a mission. God's already written your mission statement, Matthew 28, right? You know the missions. Go ye therefore teach all nations. And so I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. So if I've got to have a mission statement, what's it going to be? Well, my mission, if you read that mission statement, we you know we exist, equip the saints of God. That's, that's where I have Ephesians four: Equipping the saints of God in the word of God to accomplish the mission of God. Our mission is to do the mission, right? Uh, and, but you can't do that in your own power. It's bigger than you, so we got to do the mission of God in the power of God, for the motive, the glory of God. And and beloved, that only gets done through the grace of God. You can't do it in your flesh. It's just not going to work. And so um, and so that's 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 really simply what we do. That's the mission of, of HBF. Now I mentioned Matthew 28. Uh, really in verse 18, the power is mentioned. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach, let's make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you all way, even unto the end of the world. So uh, we are to go and teach and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And next week I'll talk to you about witnessing um, or uh, you'll witness some fulfillment, I should say. Let me back up. Next week, you'll get to see baptism. So that's going to be exciting. We're looking forward to that. And so you'll get to see what that looks like. Um, but but we, that's what we're doing is just doing what God tells us to do. We're to go beyond teaching and even beyond baptizing. And we're to disciple uh, everything, all things, whatsoever he said unto us. That's what he's, everything he's commanded us, whatsoever he's commanded us, we're to give to those that God has given us, just as Jesus did with his 12 disciples. He said, I've done the work, right, in John chapter 17, before he we ever went to the cross. What was that work? The work that he finished before the finished work of the cross was that of making disciples. And so when you, when I entered, opened up this morning and I talked about discipleship, D1, D2, and HBI, that's one of the reasons I started there. This church is about making disciples that's what we have to be about doing we have the whole counsel of god's word in our king james bible we are we are charged to teach it and so jesus promises to empower us and to be with us in his mission until the end of the world so our salvation is not just about saving us from hell that's a big part of it for all of us that's huge it's a big part for me but man we we would stop short if we didn't if we don't go further and and uh, and and do the work of seeing that folks are sanctified through his word to do the work of God Because that will affect the reward that you and I have at the judgment seat of christ And the preparation for the second coming for him to rule and reign on this earth So we have a big mission. It's it's huge and we got to have a lot of faith Sort of like jeremiah jeremiah had to have a lot of faith while in prison <laughs> For preaching the word of god, right for giving god's word. He had to he had to get in his pocket and give more for a piece of property that was getting ready to take, be taken over. And, you know, there are people today in the church that would say, you know what, Brian? I don't know why you just keep trying. Don't you see the writing on the wall? I mean, the church is irrelevant. Things aren't things aren't working and all of that. You know what, beloved? The thing is, is God's word always works. It may not work in our time. It may not work the way we think it it should work. But the last thing you can afford to do is become faithless. We have to be full of faith and we have to to take God's word seriously. And we have to go out. And preach it I believe there are people today that are more hungry for the word of God than ever And if we just got to get out and give them uh, The hope that they need and it's found in the word of God The last thing that we can be is a bunch of christians sitting back going. Oh The end is coming. let come come lord jesus and take me Right now. We do want jesus to come and we're ready for that but, man, where's the joy of the Lord, which is our strength? Where is the fruit of the Spirit that, that people need to see an evidence that, that there is a living God in a dead and dying and debauched world? Man, the church has to be alive more than ever. And what a great time to be alive, right? What a great time to be on the foundation of Christ and to be proclaiming the word of God, being a light literally in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. I get excited just thinking about it. And so to accomplish the mission of God, we have three simple principles that uh, we need to do because it's a big mission. Uh, but we can boil it down, and it's good to remember that. Now, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, uh, the Bible tells us, it, it says, as Jesus is now meeting with his apostles, he's sending them forth. Um, his, he's a resurrected. He's t- training them for 40 days, and, uh, and, and he's, he's ready to launch them. But he says, wait. You need to hold up. And then Carol just left. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Tell Curtis we said howdy. She's got to go pick up Curtis. So um, so, the, the, so in Acts 1 8, but ye shall receive power, Jesus says. Now we know in, in the Great Commission there in verse 18 of Matthew 20, he says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. But they didn't have it. And that's why he said that. He goes, You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. So God gave his power. He indwelled the church, the, the, the those apostles, so they could accomplish his mission and his power for the glory of God. And this gives us a, a scope of the mission. So we are to accomplish God's mission simultaneously. You note that he says you're going to you're to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. That's what we got to do here at HBF. Um, our our communities in which we live are our Jerusalem. Now I want to just do a little exercise here. How many of you um, are represented today, uh, are representing a community here? Well, that's rhetorical. All of us. We all come from some community around here. So let me just do this real quick. If you think about your impact, and uh, if, you, if you don't want to stand, you don't want to, but I'm going to ask you to stand. Um, if you're, If you live in Harrisonville, just stand up where you are. All right. If you can't stand or something, that's cool. I understand some people have health issues. All right. So this this many people in the church, which t- statistically is about 50% of our church, is from Harrisonville historically. And it looks about like that today, the people even in attendance, 50%. These people here represent the group that we have. Let's just say uh, out of the 241 members, uh, which obviously are not here today. Uh, <laughs> um, and so this represents the people we have as light, salt, and light, right here in Harrisonville, and some of you probably aren 't even members, uh, but you just act like you are for for, for sake of examples so uh, and so you all represent this is it. what if that was it? You know what this is enough to turn the world upside down, not just Harrisonville, 10, yeah ten thousand souls right here all right, so what if you uh how many of you would say that you're from uh, uh, peculiar anyone from peculiar no no, no Harrisonville, stay standing. Unless you're just working out today, getting those quads going. Anyone from Peculiar? I'd see anyone. Okay, some Peculiar people. All right. Uh, Freeman? I got any Freeman folk here? Stay standing. Uh, What about Archie? Archie? Oh, we got a few. Okay, you got a job down in Archie, a little bit smaller group. I think we got to send some people to Freeman as well. Okay. What about uh, Garden City? Any Garden City people here? Okay, it's on you, Gibson's. We got to get to work in Garden City, right? Um, okay. How about How about Belton? Any Belton folks? Oh yeah, It's a bigger population. We got We got a We got a good posse over there. They got to go reach Belton. Belton. Belton is on you. You got twenty thousand plus people, I think, to reach over there. How many are in Belton? Thirty now. You know, about thirty thousand, probably more than that. I don't know. Uh, there's a There's only a, a little over a hundred thousand in the county, so a lot of them are up there on the northern border. What about Ray, uh, Raymore? All right, we got Raymore people. We got Belton people. That's the, that whole population is probably getting to be forty, fifty thousand in itself. Uh, okay, and then there's uh, Lee Summit. You're going even further north. Any Lee Summiters? Who did I have in mind? I had someone in mind. Oh, I had the the Yoders. I don't. Lance is sick, so they're not probably here. Um, uh, Overland Park. I know there's Bob somewhere. Go ahead. Leewood counts. Drexel. <laughs> Oh, Drexel, all right. Adrian, wait, get those. Okay, Adrian, now we're getting down there. All right. Uh Butler, anyone? Butler, all right. All right, Butler. You guys are holding it down in Butler, getting a little further out on the tree rings now. You see how this is going? You're starting to see about 50% of the folks are in Harrisonville, about 50% of the folks are outside of Harrisonville, and the rings get bigger. And what this represents is your influence. But I'm not done yet, so hold on, hold on. What about uh Urich? Any Urich folks. I don't want to leave Uric out. Um Grandview, Clinton. Oh, there's a Clinton. What about what about uh Pleasant Hill? I'm sorry I'd left them so long. <laughs> <There you are. laughs> Honestly, I love Pleasant Hill. I just I just gotta if you don't know much about the culture in Cass County, there's this thing. But anyway. Uh <laughs> But you know what? Jesus bridges the gap. We have folks from Pleasant Hill. We even have pastors from Pleasant Hill. I mean, it's amazing. So God's good. He you know what it's like Antioch. Everybody comes together around the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's wonderful. And the Civil War has ended. All right. So uh how about Kansas City, KC Mo. And then, Bruce, you're independence, bro. I wasn't gonna say independence. If you're from independence, stand up. Who'd I miss? Creighton. I thought I hit Creighton. Well, Creighton, Creighton. We got some folks representing Creighton. All right. And so I don't know if I missed anyone else, but is there anybody I missed? Shout it out. All right. I tried to kind of cover the the, the area. So we need to go to Freeman. (laughs) And we could go over to Payola. Actually, in the past, we've had people there. So, thank you guys for participating. You can see the influence that. Go ahead and be seated. That uh, we have now. We're as we're busy about reaching here. That's kind of like, you can see how God works in a community, and He and He spreads it out a little bit, doesn't He? Well, that go, That's just a, a microcosm of the macro, uh, because God does the same thing all over the planet, and He says, "Go to Jerusalem," and I consider what we just did. That's Jerusalem. Um. Obviously, a lot of people think Harrisonville. That's one of the reasons, by the way, when we started the church, it wasn't called Harrisonville Baptist anything. Because my, my, I understood that, man, our, our goal, and you, and you look at how I talk, I talk often about Cass County, and even sometimes I get convicted about that because of some of our members are in Henry County, and so every so often I'll throw a, throw a shout out to Henry County or Bates County or Jackson County or whatever because, because this is our Jerusalem, right? And we want to, have, we want to, have enough, we want to be enough salt and light to make an impact for the gospel right here in the heart of america we want to see we want to see the kc metro the two and a half million affected uh, because of this local church in our ministry now we know we have a larger fellowship of churches than that and we pray they're the same way right and if we're all doing that we're going to make a dent you make it you will make a dent in the culture of Cass county in the culture of of the kansas city metro there's no doubt about it and that's what we're supposed to be doing and we got to be intentional about praying and going, uh, not just to the locations that are here and near, but also to the Samaria, you know, the, the near places, the, the places like Monmouth, uh, Illinois, where we go each year, our sister church up there, the, the places maybe that, that, uh, that are difficult even, like Boston or Portland. And, uh, and so as many of you know, uh, there's Living Faith Boston has is, is been kicked out of their church home because their view on the inerrancy of Scripture. So they, like us, believe that God has preserved his words in English and the authorized version, and, and, they, and they don't even zealously promote that. It's not even like a thing on their website or nothing. But the, the church that was hosting them, um, Ruggles Baptist, on, uh, if you know anything about Boston there, um, <clears throat> I forget the name of the street. I think it's Park Street. But Ruggles Baptist, I mean, they let all kinds of people come in and that, use that church. And they're a Baptist church. And they dug into the, the, their sending church uh, here in Kansas City, and they found out, oh, well, you guys hold to the King James Bible as the, as the English standard. And Mike is like, yeah, we do, but that's not our first priority. Our first priority is getting people saved and, and getting them discipled, and we'll take care of that as we go. And so is that a problem? Yes, you can't have that position and, and, and meet in our church building. Unbelievable. So they're they're homeless, man. We need to be praying for them. So God, we have a missions trip to Boston. I forgot I think I forgot to mention that. And so one of the trips that we're praying that we can populate once again is a, is a trip to help Mike up in Boston. They're they're pro- I think they're probably meeting in homes this week. I'm not quite sure. Uh maybe Brady knows. So, um is Brady Brady's sick, his wife's sick this morning, so he's not here. But he's the prayer team leader. Be praying for the the church there in Boston. We have an opportunity to go to places like that. That's our Samaria. Uh Thomas Harding, I want to tell you about him. He'll be here at our vision conference. In April, if you've never been to a vision conference, you've got to make time this year for a vision conference. Thomas Harding is going to be planting a church in another hard city on the other side of the country in, uh, in, uh, in Portland, Oregon. And uh, so when you be praying for him, you're going to get a chance to meet him and learn how to pray for him and, and lift his arms up as well as he's out doing that. God's going to make ways for us to continue to, to go to not just our Jerusalem, but also our Judea and our Samaria. But ultimately, he wants us in the uttermost parts of the world as well. And we do that, obviously, we give, we go through pastor, we do pastor training, uh, and uh, God has some pastor training lined up in some uh, closed countries this year. I'm excited about the opportunities for that as well. And that's really why I need you all to step up for these, because it's hard for me to lead these trips when I have to go to other places and, uh, and, and teach as well, so I can only get away so much. So I, all of us doing a little will get a lot done, just like with that, that financial giving, just giving a little bit of our time. And, uh, and, and sacrificing that will go a long way to accomplishing God's mission. And, you know, speaking of that, that's the second thing. God, when he said, go to, go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth, this thing is, is something that has to be done supernaturally. You can't do it in the power of the flesh. So that's why we have to walk in the spirit. We've got to keep a close account with God. We've got to make sure that we're, we're in our Bible reading daily, having devotional time with God, loving God, loving our, our family members, having our houses in order because this is supernatural work and he's called us all to be a part of it doesn't mean everybody has to take a trip and go across the world but you know some of you god wants you to do that and uh, and some of you maybe you support people that do that i don't know but god has a way of getting it done and also the third thing that you see in in, in uh, acts 1 8 is it's strategic it's it's got to be done strategically right it's not just throw a dart at the wall right when paul was was launching out out of antioch he went to to asia and he he planted a key church at ephesus and that church discipled all over asia minor that church ended up reaching uh, the gentile world And god used those churches to to go out and reach the gentile world And we need to be strategic in our church planning our church support our missions efforts And we are we try to do that here at hbf by god's grace So we see god's grace as he plant as uh, god planted churches and establishes you know paul had a bible institute in ephesus and, and, and then they planted seven churches. And those seven churches we hear about in the book of Revelation. And all of that came out of a faithful church Antioch, uh, in Antioch, Assyria. And so faithful churches reproduce faithful churches. Faithful saints reproduce faithful saints. And so here at HBF, if you're just like new to us, wondering what we're about, we're about reproducing Christ in individuals and then reproducing, reproducing local New Testament churches all over the planet, whether it's in Clinton, Missouri, or uh, we planted one in KCK, uh, or we're or supporting church plants like in boston or portland or even around the world There's prolific ministries going on in places like india. You guys all know pastor pradeep and pastor Rajan and all these guys God just using them to just blow it up But it's just making disciples and doing exactly what we're all called to do So these principles they guide us as a church as we trust god to accomplish the mission of god and the power of god By the grace of god for the glory of god We won't really grasp All that this will entail and all that it will produce until we get to the judgment seat of Christ. We just got to be like Jeremiah a little bit and trust that God's word is true. And when he says go, you go, you go and you do what God tells you to do. So if you're just walking in the door, though, and you're like, okay, Brian, this is like you're just too big in your scope here. I need to know what I need to do. Well, I'm glad you let me just give you three goals that we do here at HBF. There's three things that you just if you want to just boil it down it's just as simple as this: the goals of HBF are to know to grow and to go It's just that simple we're here to teach the Word of God so you can know the Lord Jesus in john 173 that's what Jesus is saying we got to know him right and know him in the power of his resurrection that's not what it says in John seventeen three but we do need to know him in the power of his resurrection John 173 says let me read that to you um, <clears throat> And this, is the, and, this, this, uh, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, who thou hast sent. I mean, our job here is to, to get people to know Jesus. Amen? Whether that's sharing the gospel or opening up the word of God and doing discipleship. And then we grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, and we do that through discipleship and investing the word of God, not just Sunday morning, but also the adult Bible fellowships are important to that and all the other ministries that teach the Bible around here and all the activities where we rub up against each other. As iron sharpens iron, God continues to grow us in his grace and knowledge. And that's what prepares us to go. Go to our Jerusalem, go to our Judea, our Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So as you walk in the doors, we pray that you sense that you are entering an environment where you are welcome and wanted a place where the water of god's word is flowing and you can be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water Uh, as you know god and his word and his work and his people and you'll be able to, to be in an environment that will give you the ability to reach the world even if it's just going out in the backyard during a soccer camp right doing christ soccer academy and we were reaching our jerusalem and judea right at that time last year it was amazing what we're doing with volleyball, things like that can be used in a mighty way. So sharing the love of Christ to your family, your friends, your neighbors, strangers, and the world is your responsibility, but it's also our responsibility. It's all of our responsibilities, and we've got to be about that business of the Great Commission. So if you enter this church and you don't know the Old Testament from the New Testament, there's nothing stopping you from knowing Jesus. You don't have to have a Ph.D. in the Bible to come here. We will equip you. Your pastor got saved I didn't know that literally didn't know the old testament from the new testament And I was in a church in an environment where we just take the bible and start teaching it And the holy spirit of god, I promise you will teach you how to put that thing together So you can have christ's mind so you can share that with other people in the world What's stopping you? Nothing should be stopping you. God has a mission. He has a plan for your life He has a plan for this earth. He has a plan for the universe So we are here to help you know god to growing the grace and knowledge and to go to the world with the word of God that God has called you uh, to to reach the world with. So so now that we understand the overarching mission of God and the vision that God has given uh, us as a church, I want to remind you uh, of what we were talking about last year, and I'm going to be really brief here. But uh, last year on the second Sunday of January, I I launched the year with a message on the seven-year season of ministry that we're embarking on. Uh, I elected not to preach the message on Sunday, January 1st, because it was New Year's Day and everybody would be tired. So last year, on the second Sunday, I, I rolled out a message, and, uh, and it really just lays out where we were going for the next seven years. And I keyed the passage on Proverbs 27, 23, that speaks to the need to be diligent, to know the state of thy flocks, and look well to thy herds. And time doesn't allow me to revisit the entire message, but it was, it was contrasted by nine diligent shepherds and four delinquent shepherds found in the Scripture. And I preface that message by reading Proverbs 22:29 that says, "Seest thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before mean men." Proverbs 10:4 says, "He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich." Proverbs 12:24 says, "The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute." So last year I was focusing on these diligent shepherds. There were nine diligent shepherds that I, I mentioned. there was Abel. Uh, the first shepherd in scripture. There was Abraham who tended to his sheep diligently and, and created a fierce army uh, that delivered his uh, nephew Lot from, um, from a, uh, uh, being taken captive by a confederate army that invaded uh, Sodom. He gave tithes into Melchizedek. There was Jacob who diligently raised a flock along with the family, and God blessed him mightily. Uh, there was Joseph. There was Moses. Uh, time doesn't permit me to talk about all those. David, of course, um, and there was Amos, and then there's the shepherds of Bethlehem, and then there's Jesus Christ Himself, the Good Shepherd. And those are the those are the Good Shepherds. The last Shepherd, number ten, is dealing with the for, uh, First Peter chapter five. The, that's us. Feed the flock of God, which is among among us, right? The pastors and the shepherds in the Church Age. But um, but I just want to make sure that we are faithful shepherds, because we don't want to be a delinquent shepherd like Lot was, or Laban was, or the sons of Jacob, or Doeg. And so there are these unfaithful shepherds as well, delinquent shepherds. So I concluded that summary in 2023 uh, and say, by saying this In 2023 and beyond, we need to be diligent to know the state of our flocks and look well to our herds. And, and, and by that statement, I stand, I'm sorry, I stand by that statement in 2024 as well. We need to make sure that we still do those things. And the charge that I gave still stands from last year. We need to make a decision to be diligent we need a disciple we need disciples who are diligent right first timothy 5 8 if any man provide not for his own especially for those of his own house he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel the bible says so diligent disciples will often carry multiple responsibilities and the ministry and the ministries will produce and reproduce uh, the the ministries that will reproduce uh, and produce folks will be will need diligent shepherds right if we're going to be productive we've got to be diligent in our shepherding capacity, with our families, with our uh, with our ministries, and in all areas, and these are things that we talked about last year. These are things that don't go away this year. We got to we got to still be doing that. Uh, we also talked about how to be a diligent shepherd. We got to take knowledge of the the state of the flock, right? Knowledge of the the flock state, knowing where folks are at, know how the people in in your charge are doing, uh, and uh, no one cares how much you know unless they know how much you care, right? And Paul demonstrated that as well. And we've got to focus on the flock uh, <clears throat> because that really is what saves us from focusing on ourselves and drifting into that and mindset where we're worried about being rich when we're really miserable, poor, blind, and naked. We talked about that last year. And then we also talked about taking ownership of God's mission and, and how God says make sure you understand um, to take heed to, to thy flocks and to thy herds. God gives us a responsibility with the souls that we're to care for. Now, certainly, this church is Jesus' church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But as a pastor, I have a charge, right? First Peter chapter 5. I've got I to feed the flock of God. I've got to take responsibility. And if you're a ministry head, you're a pastor, you're a father, you're a mother, uh, you're leading some aspect of ministry, you know what? That's your responsibility as well to care for the people under your charge. And so God wants us to treat others as we treat ourselves. That's part of the great commandment in Matthew 22. And so God wants us also to own the mission of making disciples in ministry. we got to own that thing. Randy Foster coined that. Right? We had a whole session on it in our vision conference on owning the mission. We had a session on it on Wednesday nights, owning the mission, and really being vested in God's mission. And so I pray by God's grace we continue to do that. And I would say amen and amen to all of those points and those priorities going back to last year. In 2023, it was about diligence, diligence uh, to God's mission and God's people. But in 2024, uh, I'm not going to get to it today. If you're like, oh, no, you're just getting into 2024. Relax. I'm actually done. But I I just wanted to lay this foundation because I don't want you to forget where we were because people are important they're the most important thing jesus died on the cross for people he's already purchased the souls of this field right it's our job to go out and bring in that harvest right it's our job to proclaim the truth the good news and 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 see those that respond and put them in an environment where they can grow and that they can go out and bring others and do the same thing it's very simple in concept but it's hard it takes diligence it takes work but it doesn't just take a, an effort, right, an intentionality, a diligence, although that is required, and we talked about that last year. This year I want us to think about how we've how we got to be faithful because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. You don't know what's coming down the pipeline, and there's a lot of negative news out there. There's a lot of static in your frequencies because I'm just like you. I get the same static. And it's so important that we're like Jeremiah. When God says go, you know what we've got to do? got to go. When he says purchase, we've got to purchase. You heard a missionary stand here just last week. And he's in the uttermost parts of the world. You know what he's wrestling with? The same things that you and I wrestle with. Walking by people. Right? Going to the store to do something for ministry. And he walks right by the ministry. The soul that God had for him. Who's one of his main disciples right now. Beloved, I'm going I'm to stand in to. I'm going I'm to be able to give a great testimony this coming Saturday. Pray for me. The man who led me to christ was at work He's gone home to be with the lord now, but you know what he did in the midst of his busy day I'll never forget this Is he stopped And he shared the gospel with me He had every reason he had a lot of priorities i'm sure That didn't involve that That wasn't part of his job description And yet he stopped what he was doing I mean he did go over and above like to make me come over after school and all of that stuff I mean, it wasn't just a little extra effort just to make sure I could hear the gospel. And, man, guys, that doesn't, that's not lost on me. That's, that's not just diligence. That's also faithfulness, right? You've got to be diligent, but you can get diligent doing the ministry and forget about faithfulness. And so, guys, I just this year I pray that we, we don't forget, obviously, the importance of souls, but also the importance of the faithfulness that's actually necessary to see God do things above and beyond what we could even ask or think. And so that takes faithfulness. When Jeremiah was purchasing this property, uh, it seemed, I know it's because of the context. We'll get into it. uh, We'll get into it later. But I know it seemed impossible. But he just had to say, God, with you, nothing's impossible. Amen. Amen. Philippians 4.13. Amen. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. And it's not about a prosperity gospel. His his situation didn't get much better. He didn't do it for a short-term gain. He wasn't like the Laodicean church. He was playing the end game. And he was believing what God said even when it didn't look very good in front of him. Even when God's word told him it wasn't going to be very good. Every dispensation ends in failure. But Jeremiah was no failure. And you're not a failure either if you cling to God's word. Psalm 5.9 says, For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Uh, Their inward part is very wicked, is very wickedness. Their throat is an open se- sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. When you do a word study on the word uh, faithfulness, it's, I didn't know this. It's not even found in the New Testament. Faithfulness, the word isn't. You can check me out. It's only found in the New Testament. It's found 19 times. And eight, 18 of those times that it's found, you know who's attributed to? God. Attributed to God. The per, the person who's really got faithfulness is God. And the people that are faithless, well, obviously, is the wicked. It's mentioned there. I just read that one verse. The only other mention of faithfulness faith, uh, uh, is in, in Psalms five-nine, and it's lacking, it's lacking in those that are mentioned there. So God is faithful, and his faithfulness endures to every generation. In Psalm 41:10. The Bible says, God says, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great. I'm sorry. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. You know what we can do, beloved? We can hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against him. And that's a great thing to do. But we can also hide God's word in our heart and never share it. In Psalm chapter 40 and verse 10, uh, he's saying here, God says, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. We know Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God. We know that when we call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ enters us via the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God is where we get our righteousness through Jesus Christ. I have declared thy uh, thy faithfulness. And thy salvation, I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Man, God forbid that we would would hide the goodness that God has given us from those out here in the world that need to hear it. Man, it takes a faithfulness to not only receive what God has for you, but more importantly, to give what God has to others. And I pray in the year ahead that we will be all about getting that out to the world, getting the word of God to the world the way God has called us to do it. We can hide God's word in our heart, but we also got to get the word of God published out of our mouth. And we got to take it where it needs to go, and it's got to get there on time. And so this coming year, we'll be talking about purchasing the field, and and I will give a message on the faithfulness of God's men, the failure of God's people, and the future fulfillment of God's promises, but not today. But until we get to that, I just want to encourage you this morning, as I close, to to just be aware of the commitment that we need to have to God's mission. And if you're not saved today, you need to understand that God loves you, that he has died on the cross for you. Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. He died on the cross for you. He rose again the third day according to the scripture, meaning he fulfilled the scripture. He is the fulfillment of the law. The law is perfect and nobody can keep it except Jesus who did that. And what did he get for it? He got crucified. Why? Because he's the perfect sacrifice for sin. And God allowed him to die as our lamb on the, on the cross so that our sin could be atoned. And he did an end around Satan. Satan wanted to destroy humanity, and God has already provided the means to reconcile us. And for those of us that are saved, we've already received that gift. And our job is to take that gift by faith to this world. And we got to do that every way that god has given us So I want to encourage you as a church family to do that to share the love of god But if you're here this morning and you've never received the love of god You need to receive that through receiving this good news message that god has given us from the bible It's recorded in his word. Hallelujah. It is all about how we can know him in a very personal way Through receiving the gift of eternal life. So if you're here this morning and you don't know jesus We want to introduce you to him We want to see God really change your life from the inside out so you can join us in this mission of proclaiming the goodness of God to a lost and dying world. And you are welcome and you are wanted, and we want to invite you to join us to be part of this mission. Perhaps you're here this morning and and you know that God's calling you to something else, something a little bigger. You're already saved, but you need to get this thing settled and get this situation together or what have you. Man, that's also why we're here. We're to help you go where God is taking you. And I pray that God can move you forward in this new year. You don't need a—you don't really need a resolution. You just need a transformation, the renewing of the mind, right, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But I'm going to hold there today, and let's have you stand together in an attitude of prayer as we conclude. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, as we conclude this time, and as we've reviewed some of the things you've done this last year, and we've looked and reflected on, the charge from uh, from last year and looked a little bit forward to where we're going in the coming year and the faithfulness that's going to be required of your saints to continue to go forward in in the mission lord i pray god that you would just be blessed by our the faithfulness that you see and lord we're obviously we're weak and we're beggarly uh lord we are not um you know we're not all that in a bag of chips uh and so we confess our need for you Lord, you have done remarkable things over the last 22 years. Uh, It's amazing. And, Lord, we thank you for that. And we pray, God, that you continue to work in your church in ways that are beyond what we could ask or think. Uh, And, Lord, we are so thankful for your goodness to your church for now 23 years is is what we're going on. And I pray, God, that you would continue to, to bless the ministry. And, Lord, I pray you bless the souls. If there's someone under the sound of my voice that's not saved, that today would be the day of salvation. I just want to, before I wrap up, want to conclude. Is there anyone that would say, Brian, I, I need to receive the love of God today. I need to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Anyone at all? Anyone in my left? Anyone in the middle? Just raise your hand. Anyone to my right? Let today be that day of salvation. What a great way to kick off the year. I, didn't, I don't see anybody, so hallelujah to you. I pray that you're encouraged in the Lord today. If there's a decision, maybe you need to get baptized. Maybe you need to join the church. You can step out right now if you need to pray about that or have someone join you. Maybe you want to sign up for a missions trip. Uh, you can do that right now. You can do it after the, the, the session's over. Make sure you you, you you do that. Pray about those things. Is there anybody all today, as we conclude, saying, Brian, just I need some prayer. Just pray for me. Amen. Heavenly Father, I just pray for the saints, Lord. We have folks bereaved uh, in our church. Franny just went home to be at the Lord, as, as, a, as we just were talking about, as we all worked. We had a lot of work going on around the church. A lot of people are getting weary and tired, and it's been a busy holiday season. And Lord, I pray, God, you'd refresh the souls of your saints. Lord, I know there are those with decisions that need to be made. They, had, they need job opportunities. They need financial uh, support, whatever the case may be. Heavenly Father, there's sickness, uh, physical sickness going around right now. There's a lot of difficulties. There's also static Lord, there's fears. Some are legitimate and some aren't. Uh, Lord, there are cares and there are concerns. There are little foxes that rob and spoil the vine. And Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you would just continue to work in your church to accomplish your mission and your power, that you would help fortify your saints, Lord, that you would build us in your pure word, that you would wash us in the water of your word, that our roots would be deep into the words of God, Lord, that it would be the water that just feeds us and that we would grow up and be very evident That we are planted, Lord, firmly on the solid ground of Christ and his word. And that, Lord, you are watering uh, this plant, this tree, this vine uh, for your honor, and for your glory until you come and catch us away. Oh, Heavenly Father, may we we be faithful to go out and, and bring in the harvest in the field that you purchased. May we be full of faith this year and accomplish your mission and your power for your glory. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we ask for this grace in Jesus' name. Amen amen you may be seated thank you for coming this morning and uh, i neglected to mention that we will be having a, a financial update as well at the end of the month and so i want to make sure that you know about that here in just a moment we're going to have a few announcements but before we do that i just want to remind you if you're a guest we're going to pass the offering plate here in a moment after we pray and if you have not teared off one of the tore off <coughs> one of those little pieces or taken that white guest card out of the guest bag if you're a first-time guest Uh, Please do that and drop that in the offering plate as it goes by, especially if you're a first-time guest, because we want to get to know you. We are glad that you came and hope you come back every time. So uh, let's go ahead and prepare to take up the offering and give back to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to uh, visit together today around the Word of God to look at what you've done and what you will do. Uh, And Lord, there's even more to come. And I just pray, God, a blessing as we take up the offering, Lord, that you would just use it for your honor and glory for your kingdom's sake. Thank you for reminding us of things that we already know, your faithfulness to us and your ways and how to accomplish your mission and your power. And thank you for the discipleship that's taking place in your church. Uh, Lord, you're doing a lot. And help us to take ownership of that, be diligent. And, Lord, grow us in faithfulness, Lord, and help us to understand uh, what it's going to require to continue to go forward and stay focused on what you have for us in the days ahead we thank you and praise you for the opportunity to give back and we pray god you bless it and multiply it in jesus name amen and uh, as steve is coming i i gotta i want to read uh something real quick uh, a thank you card he didn't you don't know about this but it's okay um uh, richard and judy Steele wanted to, to extend a thank you and they gave us a card. By the way, I need to show this. If you're online, I don't, I don't know if they can see that. <coughs> Isn't that. That's like little raised words there, so that's pretty pretty snazzy. It says, God is love. So, um, But anyway, it says to our church family, Richard and I would like to thank you for all your prayers during my time of cancer. At this time, I am cancer-free for now. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah, amen. So we're so blessed to have such a loving, praying <coughs> church family. Love you all, Richard and Judy. And so Richard and Judy are sitting in the back. And uh, if you guys just stand, maybe if you don't know who they are, that's Richard and Judy. And so, <coughs> amen. So we appreciate you. And uh, and uh, praise the Lord for that. So I'm going to turn it over to Steve, and he's going to have a few more closing announcements. Thank you. Well,
1: it was good to uh, hear Update, I uh, hope you're encouraged with uh, Brian's report on things that have gone on this last year and I just got a couple announcements. he He did briefly mention next uh, Sunday is baptisms. I think there's one person signed up to be baptized uh, so that's not in the bulletin, but if you are a candidate for baptism, if you would contact the office this week and uh, get your name on the list and uh, we'll do that the 14th that's next Sunday. <coughs> Um, I don't think it's in the announcements either, but there's no volleyball this Friday night. I think they're going to skip a week because something's something going on at the school. So uh, if you're involved in the volleyball season, uh, skip this week. And uh, th- we we now have a picture directory. And so there's a directory. And some of you may not have picked up your giving envelopes for this month. So If you can uh, talk to the folks at the Connections Counter, if you desire one of our picture directories or you need your giving envelopes, uh, they'll get you connected out there. Uh, I think there's only, this is the last week to sign up for Bible Institute. Uh, I think our registration is open through the 14th and classes start the 16th of January. And so if you are uh, eligible to be involved in our Bible Institute, make sure you sign up. And then the ladies' conference, uh, some of you may not have known about that. It's the 27th of this month, and that will be right here in the sanctuary. And I think it's $25 now, and if you wait uh, till close to the time, it may be $30. But very reasonable. Uh, Mike Blake's wife, Becky, is going to be speaking, as well as Brian Clark's wife, uh, Mindy. So uh, you ladies, uh, please take advantage of that. And uh, let's uh, stand as we're going to be dismissed. I think that's uh, really uh, all the announcements. Thank you for being here. Happy New Year. Uh, let's pray and then uh, shake somebody's hand. Maybe that you don't know. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for this uh, day among uh, brothers and sisters. It's good to uh, be here. It's good to open the, the Word of God and hear your words uh, to us. Thank you for just uh, the good report from Brian. Thank you for his leadership. and. Amy, I pray you'll refresh them this uh, new year, give them the rest they need, and thank you for their family with uh, Sam and Elizabeth, and just thank you for bringing uh, Bruce and Carol to us this morning, and uh, our visitors, Lord, may they be encouraged, may they uh, find a place here to call home, Lord, we we love you, we love uh, what you're doing in our midst, help us to do, be uh, ministry-minded, have that peripheral vision that maybe we need to, Sign up for a trip. Maybe we need to commit to discipleship. Maybe we need to follow you in believer's baptism. And Lord, just help us take that next right step this new year. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.